0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special live edition here on uh, the channel. Thank you for joining me. I didn't quite know what today was going to bring. We had the DC Fandom. This is the second time we've had this event. Last time, I think it was a little more packed. Um, You know, this was a fun... Listen, if you're a fan of DC, just all things DC, then I think that today was probably a very fun experience because it was definitely all-consuming and all-encompassing. There were celebrations of DC TV shows and DC Heroes, Uh, But I think and I could see, uh, particularly with a lot of the people that were in the YouTube chat, for people that were just there for the movie stuff, uh, I think that, you know, there was some space in between stuff. But I enjoyed it in general. This is a celebration for all DC fans, not those that were just there uh, to see the Batman trailer. So obviously the Batman trailer is going to be the first thing that we talk about because that was the big reveal at the end of the panel or the, the presentation, whatever you want to call it. Long story short on that, and I'm going to break down into it, Um, I loved this look at the movie. I am a Batman fan. We know that. I've got the Superman shirt on today, but I am a Bat fan at heart. I am a fan of all versions of Batman, which means when we talk about the Flash, I'm going to get to Bat geek out Again, uh, with the with the little sneak peek that we got there. So a lot to break down. The Batman trailer. We got a first look at uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. We got a first look at Black Adam. A first look uh, at the... Well, not a first look, but some additional looks at the Aquaman sequel. Uh, the Peacemaker TV show. Lots of different stuff today that we're going to look at. So uh, I'm going to break all of that down. And uh, I'm happy that you're here to listen to me. But if you have some questions, if you have something that you would like to ask... Uh, then please uh, ask a question uh, via Streamlabs or super chats. The information is down in the description below. I added it a little bit after I published the video. So if it's not down there, you may need to refresh the video. But that's the Streamlabs uh, address right there on screen right now if you want to ask a question. The lovely Mara Canopic, my better half, is uh, right over here uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's coming in. So if you have a question she 's left over here that's true what um, is over here monitoring, so she'll be sure to keep track of everything as we go uh, i'll put this address up throughout the show in case you want to ask some questions but also if you're just here to see what I thought of these different uh trailers and whatnot uh welcome let's get right down to it and let's get to what was the prestige uh, thing no this wasn't a surprise for anybody. We knew that we would be getting a new look at the Batman It had been hyped up by Matt Reeves and um, you know, the cast, etc. Uh Last year's DC fandom, actually, back in 2021, uh, heavily featured a, a look at the Batman. So that was the real uh, marquee thing. I know that a lot of people were hoping... That there would be some Snyderverse uh, announcement, but there was none today. Uh, I I don't know if there's going to be one in the future, quite frankly. But as I've said many times before, I have stopped taking bets on what will or won't happen with the Snyderverse. I'm out of that game. But nothing at Fandome today. So before we got to the trailer, we got this kind of behind-the-scenes feature. There were a few cool shots, I thought. There some different looks, different sides uh, of uh, the movie. Uh, I liked a few of these different shots I wanted to highlight uh, that were a little bit different than what we saw in the trailer. We had this shot of Robert Pattinson. And again, this I just think is a great Batman shot. I, I like, you know, this is a different look as far as the Batman costume than we've seen. It's a little sleeker. The The cowl in particular is, is a little narrower. Uh, but I'm liking what I see so far. Matt Reeves specifically mentioned Batman year one. Uh, when they were talking about the aim for the story. And that is a look that we see often in Batman year one, kind of a more, uh, a pared down costume uh, than we've seen on other versions of Batman so I like that we also saw a, a glimpse of Catwoman here and the closest we've seen to what you would call the traditional uh, Catwoman costume we'll see some more pictures uh, of Zoe Kravitz later on uh, we got to see some more pictures of the penguin in uh, the actual trailer but I liked this shot this kind of behind the scenes shot with the camera shooting again the rain I like the rain I like the the This is a very gloomy feeling Gotham, which we've gotten gothic Gotham before, and we've certainly gotten neon Gotham before. Uh, But with the rain and everything, like, this is very gloomy. It's almost like, you know, Gotham is up in the Pacific Northwest where it's always raining and the sun never comes out. Perfect for the Batman, if you ask me. Uh, Then we had this shot of the Riddlers, uh, this sort of... uh, I don't know if it's curtains. I don't know if he makes his own curtains. Maybe that's his jacket. Uh, kind of an unbreakable type thing going on here. Uh, but the Riddler uh, very much under wraps. We saw some glimpses of Paul Dano here, but but not really a whole lot. Still, they're they're very much keeping him. A mystery. Uh, And then, you know, we've often said that if you're going to go through these superhero transformations, you may as well show it off. So we got a little bit of a glimpse at uh, Robert Pattinson's workout regimen. Hey, I say, you know, capture as many of it. Listen, if I got myself into that kind of shape, I'd want them to make a trilogy of films just about uh, how in shape I was. So uh, no blame there uh, for Robert Pattinson. Uh, And again, we have a younger Bruce Wayne, a little more of an emo uh, Bruce Wayne, if you will. So that was the kind of look at the production we saw before the trailer. But let's get into the trailer uh, itself and some of my highlights. Um, I don't really do trailer reactions necessarily. It's just not not quite my thing. But I do just kind of like to revisit certain moments and images of the trailer. And uh, as we'll talk about with The Flash, Batman 89 was a pivotal movie for me. It was a key moment in my movie going life. It, it, it got me, um, you know, I was into superheroes and Superman really because of Christopher Reeve. Batman got me even more into comic books and everything. Um, and it really kind of steered me toward a lot of the interest that I have to this day. So I am first and foremost a Batman fan. And so uh, I, I really dug a lot of what we saw here in this trailer. We open with a look, as I mentioned, uh, we haven't really gotten a whole lot of Paul Dano, but we kind of see him from behind here. He's at the diner. He's, he looks like he's being arrested. And it's good to know that if the whole life of crime thing doesn't work out for the Riddler, uh, that he could be a, a pretty good barista. Because that's some pretty good coffee foam work, I've got to say. That's that's not bad with the with the question mark. It's a simple shape. But for somebody that's not an expert, um, that's not too bad. And then we get into a lot of the iconography of the Batman. And, and this is one that I really love. The shot of the bat signal going into the sky. You have uh, what I assume to be, it looks like Jeffrey Wright, this Commissioner Gordon standing in front of it. This is what really impressed me in this trailer. And it's a lot of what you'll see a lot of times in these first teaser trailers is these very kind of striking uh, shots. And uh, of just like, again, we, we seem to be kind of going back to the basic mythology of Batman, which it may seem like we've done before. But again, Going back to what Matt Reeves said, it really does seem like we're going back to the pure kind of down and dirty, grimy year oneness of everything. Uh, we see the shot of the Bat-Signal uh, in the sky here. I dig that. I know that people may think the Bat-Signal is kind of uh, cheesy and, and out of date. I don't know. I like the Bat-Signal. I think it's cool. It's a comic book movie. Come on. Then we have a great, again, a great shot, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I love this shot in particular. I mean, this is just, to me, a great batman shot and i know that a lot of people were kind of skeptical when robert pattinson was um announced as batman so like oh, it just seemed like an odd choice i think he is a you know he 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 marches to the beat of his own drum that much is obvious uh but uh, everything that i've seen so far I, it does look like we're going to need and, and i think that this is something that batman needs really something new something fresh not a, not a rehash of what we've seen before, not you know him embodying or channeling another Batman. We, we're, we're revisiting the older Batman Batman or Batmans they had this debate on fandom um we've we're rechanneling other Batman in other DC projects. I think it is time to take a new direction and you know yes, what we're seeing is different from Robert Pattinson. Uh, But I like it. I like what we're seeing. Uh, We have, uh, this is something that we kind of saw in the previous uh, trailer a little bit, this confrontation in the alley uh, with the thugs. And then we have uh, Batman visiting. Uh, Again, they hide the face, which leads me to presume perhaps this is the Riddler. Uh, But again, very, very angry. And, and, And Robert Pattinson kind of talks about this and Matt Reeves did as well in the interview they were doing. Like this is very much about a Batman who is still harnessing his rage. He's harnessing this, this uh what's ultimately going to drive him for the rest of his crime fighting career and again i like this we don't have a batman who's fully in control yet we've seen new batman uh like you know christian bale michael keaton they were new on the job uh but also the idea of a batman who's still struggling to control his own rage because that's really what this is born out of Uh, i like this and that's why i think pattinson may be uh, a great Choice for this role. We get a look at Bruce Wayne here. Um, again, very, very, very sad Bruce Wayne, but this seems like a very sad uh, take on the character. Uh, this is another shot when we talk about the basic iconography. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, my mom. Would you not also be very emo if your parents were murdered? I would, yes, I would be very emo if my parents were murdered in front of my eyeballs. That That's like the most emo thing ever. Um, this is another one we talk about great iconography Batman and Catwoman. I love this shot because this is another one like if you're going to do a just this kind of like going back to the mythology of these characters the idea of them on top of a building this sort of very intimate moment but also you know they are at odds with each other against the gotham skyline at either sunrise or sunset i'm not really sure which direction they're facing there's no compass in the shot uh but i like that and uh, as i mentioned we see kind of the first looks at zoe kravitz as catwoman um, I like her look on the character. Again, we don't get her with the ears necessarily, but I think this is much more about the relationship than like, oh, we have to get the look of Catwoman and you're not sort of kind of jamming it in there like, oh, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman because she flips the goggles up on her head and it's her ears, get it? Um, again, this looks to be much more about the relationships. Uh, we get more of a of a look at, uh, again, I'm assuming this is Colin Farrell. Uh, if if I walked by him on the street, I would not believe that it was. Uh, and then Andy Circus as Alfred, which I didn't know I needed in my life. But, you know, I have a theory with Andy Circus. Name me a movie that is lesser for Andy Circus being it. I can't think of one. And it doesn't mean that, that every movie Andy Circus is in has been great. Uh, but I don't ever think I've walked out of a movie saying, like, you know who wasn't very good in that movie? Andy Circus. He's always great. And he's always doing something different. So I'm looking forward to his take on this character. Uh, we have this. This is a kind of a... Um, it's the, it's the floor of madness. Uh, usually it's a wall of madness with different strings. Here's a floor of madness. And again, this is the, the detecting part. Um, it, it, to me, this looks like Batman sort of laying out all of these clues, uh, trying to figure out what all of these different, you know, riddles and pieces of the puzzle mean. Um, the detecting part of Batman coming through. Um, and then this, what looks like, again, a confrontation between Batman uh, and the Penguin um you know this back and forth in a club again this is i i like this look for the character of penguin which is it's very obviously the penguin but it's not grotesque like danny devito we've been there it's not cartoonish like burgess meredith we've been there it's able to kind of grab onto a reality uh to obviously be this character that it is and yet he doesn't look out of place in a very realistic gotham the kind of thing that they're uh that they're um putting forth in this movie we get another look and this is sort of a throwback to the Catwoman Michelle Pfeiffer Michael Keaton relationship again this very intimate relationship but also rivalry between Batman and Catwoman there is one thing and and I pulled it as a video clip because it's one of my favorite things that they showed so you're going to get some audio here I I just you know a a picture couldn't do it justice I try not to use too much video because I you know would like to try to keep the video monetized but this to me was such a great look at the Kind of reminds me in a way of the Darth Vader hallway scene from Rogue One. Just the the the, the fearsomeness, and this is another thing I like about this movie. It looks like they're really going to go into Batman being a, a character who is feared uh, first and foremost. Uh, this was a great look. So uh, this looks like a kind of a lit by gunfire scene that I really really love. Let's take a look at this. That was really cool. Penguins. We, we love the minute at Cumberbatch video where he can't say penguin. So Mara just doing a, a pengling. Then um, he was later in a movie that had penguins in the title. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Like I said, there really wasn't anything that I didn't like in this trailer. Um, uh, I think we might have a couple of stream labs. And I'm, I'm going to uh, finish breaking down the trailer. And I'm going to get to your questions. Mara is wonderfully uh, taking uh, all of your calls and questions. Um, then we get a look at the Batmobile in action. Uh, Batman driving the Batmobile. This is a great... Uh, this is a great thumbnail face obviously because it's the face i chose to be on the thumbnail this is another one that i like it's this this very dirty batman and 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 this reminds me and i know this isn't the story um but it reminds me of the way that they treated batman in the original nightfall uh when he got his back broken by bane um storyline which is like they really drug batman through hell for like Many, many months, they released all of the characters uh, from Arkham Asylum, and he had to fight them off one by one. It's how he was sort of in a weakened state to have his back broken. But I love this idea that, you know, it looks like Batman is really going to get drugged through the mud. And I like the idea of a Batman that's losing. Like, this is maybe a Batman that's not winning the war on Gotham. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He's struggling to harness his own emotions. And, and, you know, maybe he takes some L's. You know, we see this. This is obviously uh, not a great moment for Batman here. Um, you know, this this will really ruin your day. That's an ouchie. I don't I don't care how many times uh, or how much armor that you've got on, uh, how 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 thick the cape is. Uh, but I like this. We see uh, uh, a shot of of Jeffrey Wright again as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, we have uh, this this uh, great uh, sort of chase between Batman and Penguin. We see Penguin thinks that he's gotten the best of him. The Batmobile comes flying through the flame. Uh, again, like the, like the terror out of the night, we see uh, Penguin's reaction. Batman takes out the car, and again, I grabbed this from the video because I loved this logo reveal—the upside down Batman, the fire, etc. Um, almost this descent into hell. I was a big fan of this, so this was the uh, logo reveal uh, of the uh, Batman. Although we have seen this logo before, yeah um i'm on board i mean i I was never not on board but i am definitely on board with this because i i just i like where they're coming from i like where matt reeves is coming from from what i've seen so far i like where robert pattinson is coming from and you know this is a trailer we've all been fooled by trailers before but but the thing that really gives me enthusiasm is it just doesn't it doesn't just look cool i i like the feel of what we've seen i like you know, the, 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 the grittiness that we've seen. I, I like the, the almost simplicity of a lot of what we've seen. And it does feel like a different Batman movie. It doesn't feel like just another version of a Batman movie that we've seen. This feels like a different Batman movie to me. So I'm excited by this, but it looks like we may have gotten a few questions. Let's see what, uh, what has come in. Gentleman scientist. Thank you very much. Says, hi, Dan and Mara. I'm curious. Do you think Ezra Miller said he didn't have a teaser, but then showed a teaser Do you think Keaton's Batman will overshadow Ezra's Flash? I'm a little worried for a solo movie. He's got 89 Batman and a new Supergirl. We'll talk about that. I mean, I think what he really meant is they didn't have a full on, you know, a lot of times when you see a movie, particularly when it's still shooting, they'll sort of grab what they can from what they've shot. And it's obvious they shot a lot of that scene in the Batcave, what looks like Keaton's Batcave. So I think he just meant we don't have a full on teaser. Um, You do always have to wonder, sorry, Again, if, I'm, if the talking is a little difficult for me, I've got the Invisalign going on. I'm, I'm getting a little better at talking, but when I talk a lot, it can be a little difficult. So my apologies ahead of time if there's a couple of uh, uh, odd moments. Um, I think uh, you always have to wonder about that. I think the question is going to be, what's the story? Uh, if the story is going to be flash-driven, which it looks like it's going to be kind of rooted in Flashpoint, etc., then uh, I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, but you know, I think we're at a little bit too early to tell. It, it's certainly a pot. It's happened before where you have a solo movie uh, and then it, you're overshadowed by this cast of characters. It all comes down to the writing and and it took God so long to get this movie written. I certainly hope that they're able to figure out a solution for that. Uh, Karen donated. Thank you. Karen said the very end of the Batman trailer made me laugh. Aren't all movies during COVID essentially coming out in blank zero blank blank. Well, yeah, Bat- <laughs> you know, there's going to be, a, I, well, I would say with a fair amount of confidence that uh, that the Batman is going to come out sometime in the early to mid 2020s. But at this rate, who knows? Because uh, as the cat meows in the background, we don't really know. But uh, yeah, I feel like it's going to be so much fun. The the collector's market is going to have a lot of fun going back years from now and finding all the different versions of uh, uh, posters and publicity things that are different, uh, you know, dates, different times when uh, uh, these movies were supposed to come out and did not come out. A uh, flicking reel Jesse Swift. Thank you, Jesse uh, says, Dan, you do the absolute most and you're masterful at it. Well, thank you. Thank you for all you do. See you tomorrow. Perhaps, perhaps, um, I'm still kind of working out my schedule for tomorrow, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking so. Uh, and another one from Jesse, they had to have two berries so the Keaton wouldn't overshadow them. Yes. We're going to look at the multiple uh, Barry Allen's in just a moment. And then a uh, question without a donation, but it is so good. Uh, Okay, well, this flashes back to a discussion we've been having on the Bracket Show, which I've do i been doing for the last few weeks on Sunday nights over on the Finely Tailored YouTube channel, if you want to check it out. We're doing a Bracket Show uh, with the uh, Inner Geekdom movies from the Schmodown. Uh, But there has been a debate around different questions. Uh, The question here is, is Alfred a zaddy? Um, Again, this is a question we posed about several different ones. I believe the original character that we talked about was Thanos, who I maintain is. Uh, I would say that Alfred is a surrogate father, so I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say he is. Perhaps a controversial opinion, but I'm going to say yes. Alfred definitely definitely is. Um, We only ask the most important questions here uh, on the channel. So that is my look at the Batman trailer. Uh, There was a lot more today, and and I think that, again, a lot of the impatience came because not everyone was there for the full – run of DC stuff, comic books, TV shows, movies, uh, you know, animated films, etc. For the most part, even if I wasn't interested in something, um, you know, I just kind of patiently sat there. The thing that I sort of compared it to is they, they said they wanted to do an online convention for DC. This was very similar. This whole experience was very similar to spending an afternoon in Hall H, which I've been very lucky to do a few times uh, for like the big Marvel presentations or the big WB presentations. But to get your seat, you've got to show up early. And generally, for a big Hall H presentation, which is essentially what we had today, you are going to be sitting through. Uh, some stuff that you may not be interested in, some EW panels perhaps on a TV show that you don't watch, uh, a collection of uh, animated short films that are wonderful but but not exactly what you came there to see, or even inside of the presentations themselves, a lot of times these studios, the thing that I always talk about is uh, I remember back in 2015 when we were waiting on the first look at both The Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, I believe, Uh, Warner Brothers had like an hour and a half time slot, and the first hour was movies like, uh, Pan, (laughs) great, Um, let's talk about Pan, and they show the trailer for Pan, and they bring out the cast of Pan, and it's 20 to 30 minutes on Pan, that's what they have a captive audience, they they know that nobody's going to be coming in after Pan or leaving, um, so they're going to plug their movies, this was very much an actual a, a convention experience. Uh, it was like sitting in one of those halls, and you just have to be a little patient and wait for the thing uh, that you came there to see. If that's indeed what people were there to see, which was the Batman trailer. There was one thing they did though that really struck me uh, the wrong way. You know, they have their different uh, tie-ins and stuff, and they were doing their their shop, and they had a Dove tie-in with Wonder Woman. But this was one, and maybe this is because I am a Batman fan. It really just hit me the long way. Uh, be like the Batman, and then it was Little Caesars. Scan to learn more. No, thanks. I'm sorry. Um, I have I, been a lifelong uh, Batman fan, and I can tell you with a, with a fair degree of certainty that were Batman to eat pizza, which, again, by the way, I, I don't know if I noted enough, but we've already seen, uh, this is not a guy who eats a lot of pizza. He probably enjoys a cheat day every now and then, but he's a very lean man. I'm not guessing Batman is, 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 is uh, wolfing down a lot of pizza, but if Batman is getting pizza, it is most certainly not Little Caesars. He's having his pizza flown in direct yes. from New York. Yes. First of all, Alfred, Alfred is a wonderful chef. And nobody has really, really talked about this. But Alfred, I'm sure, could whip up a pizza. Listen, I can't cook and I can, no offense if you love it, I can whip up a pizza better than Little Caesars. And I know Mara can because she has many times before. Um, that was my my biggest point of contention with fandom today was the the concept that Batman, that to be like Batman... Uh, that you would be eating at Little Caesars. I, I I just disagree wholeheartedly. I feel more strongly about this point than people did with Batman killing people and using guns. I would be more comfortable with a Batman that kills people than a Batman that eats at Little Caesars because it's it's just not, it's just not there. It's it's just not it's not true to the canonical nature of the character. It's not true to to who Batman is, uh, any version of Batman. Kevin Conroy Batman also would not eat at Little Caesars. So I I will not be being like the Batman. You will not get me to go to Little Caesars uh, by saying that I can be like the Batman. But that was really my only big point of contention that I had. Uh, Other than the fact that we were talking about pronunciation earlier, it did seem like a a bit of a back and forth uh, between the people, whether it was called DC fandom or DC FanDome, which it is DC FanDome. But I think it's because there's a similar word in fandom that is that is that is kind of the same connotation as fandom. So some people were saying DC fandom and DC, and some were saying DC fandom. Uh, but I can't, uh, you know, I can't blame. Listen, I used to work for a company called fandom. So it's, it's one letter off. They're almost exactly the same. Let's get to some, oh, we have some streamlabs. Okay, before we get to looking at the Flash, let's uh, look at some of your questions. Oh, wow a uh, jodester thank you jodester donated uh, the problem to me is that ezra miller did not look happy when he was talking about the movie and frankly i'm going to the flash because of michael keaton all things batman for me are making my day i didn't get that vibe from ezra miller i think probably part of it is that uh well we're, i'm gonna look at his outfit because that was quite a look uh I, part of the thing is probably they just grabbed him at the end of a shooting day and said hey can you stand in front of a green screen and do this thing for fandom Uh, which, you know, if you're running around in a costume all day, maybe you're a little bit tired. So I didn't really get a vibe he wasn't happy. But uh, also Ezra Miller, he he, he runs very fast. It's very exhausting. And from what I've heard, Ezra Miller does not use uh, computer effects or a stunt double. He trained for three years to learn how to run as fast as The Flash. but also, again, Robert. When I say Robert Pattinson marches to the beat of his own drum, double that for Ezra Miller, um, Amber Coates. Thank you, Amber, Dan, and Mara. We love you guys. Thank you. We love you too. Um, uh, and we wish you were here for the spooky time. Uh, love Bear Maxwell and PJ. Thank you, guys. Uh, we we were uh, texting uh, with those guys last night. Thank you for donating, uh, Jody. Again, thank you, Jody. This one I was least the one I was least excited about was the Aquaman cartoon. Uh, with Flula Borg. Yeah. Uh, you know, after the Aquaman look, which we're going to talk about, they, they showcased a cartoon. And um, I think it was really more that that was, that one was obviously aimed more towards kids. And that's another thing when we talk about an event like today and, and, and the impatience that a lot of people had shown towards some of the things, which is that um when DC has an audience like this, and they know that everyone's going to be tuned in really to be watching the Batman trailer, um, you they make stuff that's aimed at all different kinds of audiences. Some of them are young audiences. Some of them are older audiences. Uh, some of them like this kind of superhero storytelling. Some of them like this kind of superhero storytelling. So the idea that like you know everything should appeal to every fan, I think, is something that we should probably be getting away from because DC is going to be making stuff that appeal to a lot of different people. Um, uh, and, 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 and really with HBO max, especially they're, they're investing in a lot of uh, programming that's, uh, aimed at, at a younger audience. Uh, And so, yeah, that wasn't really my cup of tea either. Um, but I think part of it also is, you know, it's, um, uh, you just have to, um, you just have to kind of roll with it because they're, they're trying to cast a wide net here, no pun intended, and, and apologies to Aquaman. Uh, but they're really trying to cast a wide net because, you know, they, they want to get as many different types of fans as they can. Um, uh, okay, we got a couple of emoji Beat poetries, which I'll, uh, I'll read at the end here. Uh, gentleman Scientist, thank you, Gentleman Scientist. What did you think of The Rock as Black Adam? We finally got some footage. What did you think? I thought he looked slimmer in this costume somehow. Well, let's talk about that real quick because I just had a few thoughts on Black Adam. Uh, We did get our very first look at The Rock, um, and this was, you know, so many of these movies are either still filming or just finished filming, Uh, so Black Adam was something that we did get our first look at. I actually kind of thought it was the opposite. I thought that, uh, I think he looks like the Hulk. He looks, looks like a tank. I mean, the one thing The Rock has never done is skip any day, leg, arm, chest, you name it, but I think he looks uh, like a like a like a brick wall. I loved this shot where he just kind of grabs this the guard and and electrifies him, and he just becomes a dusty skeleton. Like I think because the Rock is the Rock, I wasn't really ready for just kind of how dark it seems like they're going to take this character. I mean, you know, I, maybe I was just kind of a and I'm not a huge uh, expert on Shazam and the Shazam mythology, but just because of the Rock's persona. Um, At least in this first look, I was surprised at just how unapologetically villainous uh, Black Adam is. And maybe this is one of the reasons why The Rock was so excited to play this role, because it is, you know, a a textbook villain, which he's only played a few times in his career. Um, You know, no offense to the Scorpion King. But um, uh, here, I I actually was very intrigued by this because it was kind of the opposite of what I'd expected. Um, You know, maybe we are going to get a little bit more of an arched eyebrow as we see more uh, of the... um, of the uh, uh, movie. Uh, but I think that uh, I think that um, it was interesting to me. It was interesting to me. And, and I'll be, I'll be interested to see how it, it ties into the mythology of, uh, of, of Shazam and uh, and what direction they go with the character. Uh, and then there's a couple things. things. Uh, we do this thing on the live show, which by the way um, I was going to save this announcement till later, but we may as well. I, for a while was doing a live show weekly and, uh, just scheduling and other things kind of got in the way and I fell off doing it uh, for a couple of months. And I was also waiting for, um, uh, mainly the, the deal with the audio version of what I'm doing here, by the way, if you want to not only see, but hear what I'm doing, you can now catch all of that on my podcast channel. All that information is also down in the description below, but, um, I was waiting for all of that to get set up. My live shows will be returning. So it's it's a format very similar to this, uh, a little more free flowing. We do a a little bit more, uh, you know, comedy stuff, play some games, et cetera. But the live show is coming back on November 3rd. So right before Eternals comes out, we will be doing the live show. Uh, It it will be on Wednesdays. Uh, I will get the time out there as soon as we lock down the final time. But I've gotten a lot of questions about the live show. I didn't really have an answer until about a week ago. Uh, so now I can finally answer that the live show will be coming back November 3rd. The aim is to do it weekly. Uh, we will look at the news of the week. We will play some games. We will take your questions, etc. cetera. It's a really, really fun show. And I- I'm excited that uh, we're going to get back into the groove of doing it. And also that we had this opportunity to make that announcement. So uh, one thing that we do is we found out that if people send me uh, an emoji uh, like, you know, the little picture, the stuff that you can send on YouTube when Mara copies it into the Google doc, that's kind of the, the gathering uh, ground for all of my questions. It just translate at translates as a text, uh, a text, uh, description of what the emoji is. And it sounds a lot like beat poetry. Uh, and so, uh, people have caught on. So they now send me emojis that, uh, or emoji I think is the proper, uh, it's already plural. It's, already plural. it's like deer. Uh, they send me emoji uh, that will translate in a funny way when Mara copies it over. So this is the first emoji beat poetry. Uh, this is from Rene Jimenez. Thank you, Rene. Um, We'd we have to do a little snaps here. And this is the description of the emoji. Sunglasses perpetually fall onto video game controller's proud face. I'm not making it up. That's what the emoji description is. Uh, and then uh, Jody also sent an emoji. Thank you, Jody. A little beat poetry here. Character holding their hands together, saying "thanks." That's a good one. I like it's a very simple one. And then we got one from one quarter Canadian. Oh, this is this is almost like a, this is very kind of a, a simplistic beat, a beat poetry. Uh, this is a, an emoji, Shiba dog clapping his hands. It looks so cute. though. Mara says it looks very it's cute. Like I think so if I was going to write a book of emoji beat poetry, I would call it Shiba dog clapping his hands. It's a very simple one. Oh, we have one Please more. Open the uh, from oh one of my favorite uh, uh, I like to think that he's come from beyond he, we we've talked to him he's this is not the wonderful uh, a co-star of airplane and and host of unsolved mysteries but, uh, from beyond the grave but Robert Stack uh, has donated also uh, oh this is a good one I like this one a lot ready lemon character doing a victory dance with maracas in his hands that's a good one. That's a good one. Mara says it's really cute. All right, let's get back to some of your questions. Haskell 420 says, Hi, Dan and Mara. The Rock always said he's the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. Um, well, that's true. Uh, I think perhaps he is uh, now trying to make it official uh, that he is literally now the most electrifying man in all of entertainment. Let me find it again. There we go. The most electrifying man in all of entertainment. He is very electrifying. Um I'm looking forward to seeing more from this movie. This was really one that I didn't have a whole lot of interest in, that I now am much more interested in. And that's one of the reasons why DC uh, does these events. Uh, one more question from Charles. Charles, thank you. Hi, Dan, longtime fan, was in the front row of your Burbank pilot. Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. Uh, thank you for being there. Um, we did a pilot for, I don't even remember what network it was. Like, was it true TV? I don't know. Anyway, we shot a pilot many, many moons ago for a TV show. Uh, proud of your success and work here. Get any pizza for you and Mara, but Little Caesars. Thank you, Charles. Uh, uh, unless Little Caesars wants to sponsor me. Uh, in no. which case, I, no. Um, I, I'm a man of morals. I cannot sponsor um, doughy, tasteless bread with uh, a That's teaspoon awesome. of sauce and a and a uh, crusted, congealed cheese topping. Um I've just never been a fan of Little Caesars. I guess if you're in a rush and you can get a lot for a little, that's good. Uh, but taste-wise, not a fan, not a big fan. Um, okay, let's look at some other stuff that came out today. I mentioned before the Flash. Let's talk about the Flash. Uh, we got, we'd seen the logo. We knew the basic premise. Um, Ezra Miller came out and uh, and uh, they were, you know, it, it's, I know people are saying like, oh, Ezra Miller, he, they, they, it's, again, I I was at uh, one of the Comic Cons and and I think uh, Ezra Miller came out dressed as as like uh, Toad or or one of the Mario characters. And it's just like you never quite know what you're going to get with Ezra Miller, but it's going to be unique. So I like, you know, I like this get up. And and I think, again, it's just about kind of just being a a unique person, uh, which Ezra Miller very much is. Uh, But there's an introduction to a new uh, look of uh, uh, the Flash. And here we saw again, this was largely set in what looked like the Michael Keaton Uh, Batcave. I love this look at the character of the Flash. We had a couple of looks at him in this new suit with these sort of, you know, yellow veins coming through, uh, you know, as he's Building up energy, we saw some spray painting on of the the boots. Uh, we also saw, and I thought this was cool, uh, the flash ring, which I remember when I was a kid and I first started reading like reprints of old flash costumes when the costume would would pop out of the ring that he wore. So whether that's gonna be a functional costume ring or it's just a callback, I thought that was a fun little callback to uh, to uh, flashes past. Uh, but then, you know, the big tease here was uh, Michael Keaton did the voiceover for the trailer. Uh, you know, talking about, you could go to inner universe or any reality. Why are you here? Uh, We had these shots of kind of going back into the Batman 89 Wayne Manor, um, which I thought was really fun. Uh, I am a mark for, for 1989's Batman. We had this, this almost unveiling of the Like even the way that that fabric was lying when we were watching a trailer, I went to Mara and I said, Oh my God, it's the, it's the Batmobile. To me that is, and and everyone, every generation is different to some people. Pattinson's is going to be the Batmobile yeah they didn't do the big reveal uh but to me like that's not just a batmobile for me that is the batmobile not that i don't accept any other version i love a lot of other versions of the character uh but i am a as i said a mark for anything with 89's batman because i love that movie so much and because it was so important to me uh and so i am i think this is the dc movie honestly um maybe even more than the Batman because of the way they're tying back into 89's Batman that I'm excited about. Although the Batman would be a very close second. Um, I I just, I can't wait to see this movie and see what it has in store because I really hope that they bring this character back into the mythology in a way that makes sense. And in a way that um, is fun and and sounds like maybe they're going to get Affleck in there, which is great because I liked his Batman as well. It was very different than Michael Keaton's Batman but I like that as well. Uh, we also got a glimpse, a small glimpse, our first look at Supergirl. We have multiple flashes. So we have a, we have a, a double berry situation here. Um, I, I really, you know, I do and don't know what to expect from this movie, which I think is really fun. Um, I don't quite know where they're going to go. I hope that they figured out a way structurally to make the story make sense. And it's not just sort of a mishmash, but, Um, You know, we've seen movies like Civil War that have been able to do multiple superheroes. uh, Well, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I thought, was very good at balancing many different superheroes. Um, I was very surprised by how much I I enjoyed that movie. So uh, I think that we have seen films that can take on a big cast and have a lot to do before. Obviously, there have been some failures in the past, but there have been some successes, too. So The Flash is one that I continue to be uh, very, very, very um, excited about. Uh, and um very excited to see what is in store. I, the, the the thing that sucks about a lot of these is we have such a long wait for so many of these movies because the pandemic hit for a lot of them as they were in the middle of their production cycles, and so it delayed them, or it's delayed the release, et cetera. So we have a long time to wait on so many of these movies, uh, but there really wasn't anything I saw today that I was like, eh, I, I don't really care. Um, there was something interesting from just about everything that I saw. Um, Jody again uh, Thank you Jody Says uh, what are your thoughts On the little we saw uh, Of Shazam Well let's talk about that Right now We did see a little bit of a sneak peek of uh, Shazam fury of the gods, which again is one that is still uh, very much not, uh, not done um, is, is uh, in, is being made is in production. Uh, the big thing that I re- remember first, and, and it's maybe because I haven't seen him in anything since the original Shazam, but when they started introducing it, I was kind of making notes and prepping the show. And I looked up and I said, Oh, why is there a DH Brandon Ralph uh, introducing uh, Shazam? And then I realize that's asher angel and he's just uh you know uh a a human who uh, grows as he gets older but i just i hadn't seen him since the original shazam so i was actually shocked that he had grown that much in a few years but then i realized oh yeah he's a teenager that's that's what happens um i don't know it was weird uh, but I, I at first i was just like is that said is that like a young brandon ralph? are they doing like a like a civil war brandon ralph no it's just asher angel uh but then we had zachary levi uh as shazam coming back uh as well the superhero shazam we saw a little bit of concept art and i like that we're we're leaning into the uh kind of realm of fantasy it looks like we're going to see a little bit more of shazam's world so much of the first movie and i was a actually a really big fan of the first shazam I thought that it was really great. I I, I revisited it a few times. I really really enjoyed that movie. I, I was I was very wrong about it. I remember when it came out. Um, when I first saw it, and it was a little bit before it came out. I was talking with Roth, who I, I saw it with at the time when we were both working at Fandom, and I said, "This is going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. This is amazing. I, people are going to eat this up." And it, it, I mean, it wasn't an outright flop, but it it, it was not that. It d- didn't turn out that way. Um, but I love that we're kind of going more into the mystical element, more of the world of the wizards, you know, the realm of the gods. We're seeing uh, a lot of these things that we did not see in the first film. And can we talk about Helen Mirren? I mean, I, am always game to Why talk about Helen Mirren. About we should always be talking about Helen Mirren, but I feel like between this and, uh, the Fast and Furious, uh, franchise now. I feel like she is going through like a Liam Neeson-esque late career reinvention of just being awesome because the idea of Helen Mirren as like a God, a superhero or a supervillain God. um, I didn't know I needed that in my life. And yet it it makes so much sense. We got a little bit of a glimpse of Helen Mirren uh, as well as uh, Lucy Liu, who will also be uh, uh, joining her in this film. I just thought this was really cool. It's like, i somehow never would have thought of that idea and yet it still makes perfect sense um so i, I having liked the first movie and, and what we know of this one it also looks like it's going to be a little bit darker this is a still from you know the making of this isn't from the trailer but you know maybe because we're taking this turn towards black adam it looks like it may be uh, a little darker than the first film we saw a little bit more of the shazam family the shazamly um uh, lots of, you know, just kind of brief uh, peeks at what they're doing. Uh, again, a movie that's not quite ready yet, but uh, I I was, I again, I really liked the first Shazam movie and um, I've been looking forward to the sequel to this one for a long time because I think it really was able to balance that superhero feel, the comedy. Uh, I, I love the, the the characters and the portrayals of the characters. And so, um, you know, you're th- all of that, hopefully you can keep that. You throw in Helen Mirren a little bit of Lucy Liu, Uh Why not? I'm all for it. Let's do it. Ah uh, so uh, uh yeah, big fan. Uh, Joe, let's see uh, a one quarter Canadian said, regarding the pizza talk, which chain is worse? Pizza Hut or little Caesars. love you guys. Let me tell you. Pizza Hut has has uh, has reinvented itself a little bit because I didn't eat Pizza Hut for many, many years. and now Mara and I uh, actually eat Pizza Hut fairly often. We, we like the pan pizzas with the with the hut favorite crust. So the personal pan. The so the small pizzas. Books. Yes. The little thing that you used to get, if you read like five books over the summer, you get a little personal pan pizza because we get that. And the, the, the real, the cl- clincher that we love is the chicken because we get the pizza with the chicken. It, it's the non-pizza items that Pizza Hut is really selling at. I think, um, we actually quite enjoy Pizza Hut. Uh, I, just the pizza itself. I agree. It's not my first choice, but hand tossed isn't bad. bad. Yeah. I think Pizza Hut has actually improved a little bit. Little Caesars, from what I've tasted, and I, you know, every once in a while I'll try it again, has not improved over the last like 30 years. Uh, well, Forrest Whitaker, I Forrest gotcha. Whitaker donated $5. Thank you. The Last Temptation of Christ is a load of crap. Thoughts? Um, well, I mean, I, it's not exactly a DC uh, story, but it is one of the earlier superhero stories, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I would call it a load of crap. Uh, I, I think that it's certainly a polarizing film, but, um, from what I remember, and it's been a little while since I've seen it, I, I thought that there were some performances in it that I really enjoyed. I almost fell off my couch when David Bowie showed up. I think it's interesting to kind of look at the different side of a, of a figure that is obviously very, uh, important to so many people and, and, and a mythological story, uh, not, not in necessarily depending on your belief, actually mythological, but certainly in scope and size. Um, I didn't think it was a load of crap. So, would I, yeah. Would I like it? Probably not. I don't know if you'd like it. Well, we should put it on the list for the off season. We'll put it on the list I'll for like the off season. The yeah. Thirty-seven other movies that I've never seen that I have to Yeah. Uh, Charles Harkins, thank you, Charles says, "Who would you cast as Damien, Nightwing, Tim Drake, and Jason Todd in a Bat mm-hmm. Family movie?" Sorry for the tough question. Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't. I'm gonna have to think about that. That's a that's for. It's always tough for me to cast young actors because I don't always keep up with like. Generally, it's people that are like cast already in big movies that I know like uh, you know like Asher Angel or Jack Dylan Grazer I remember when Zendaya was in uh, was cast in Spider-Man I was like oh this actress at the time I even said Zendaya and people were like I worship Zendaya because she was so well known to people that had watched Disney stuff and had seen her and other stuff before Uh, so a lot of times I'm not really plugged into like who the young uh, you know the young ones are plus um, it seems like DC already has so many different Robins that are cast and different versions of Robin and, and, you know, so uh, that's a tough one for me to, to get into. Um, I think Jacob Tremblay is just like the young person you put in everything. Yeah. I think Jacob, you throw Jacob Tremblay into everything. I don't think he's quite old enough though for the superhero role. He had puberty. Did he? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. If, 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 if anything falls, if anything jumps into my head, uh, I'll, nice. I'll think about it, but I'm, I'm not so much plugged into the young actors that are on the rise, uh, as, as much as I should be just cause I've sort of, you know, I'm not really connected to that world as much anymore. Maybe like 12 year old me would have like a favorite person on, on a show that, that I enjoyed. Uh, but I'll think about that. Uh let's see some other stuff that we saw today. So we talked about The Flash. Uh we got a look uh, a little bit of a look at we, we, not a huge look, but we saw a little bit from Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Um pretty much stuff that we'd already known. We we saw a couple more shots of uh this uh, new uh, Aquaman suit. Uh Jason Momoa just looks like he's always having a good time. Uh, you know, I, I was lucky enough to to he he came and did a panel once at Comic-Con and he came out. I think it was it was the first Aquaman movie. They were hyping it up cuz it was coming out I think that year or maybe the year after but it was like the big first reveal trailer. And he just looks like he's having a blast. I mean, he looks like he's just always having a good time, no matter what he's working on. He, he kind of has that deal where he never has to alter his appearance for any movie that he's in. Like, he's just like, I come like this. So, uh, you know, how, whatever you cast me in, this is Momoa, uh, you know, take it or leave it. Uh, but maybe that's why he's always having such a good time. But th- I mean, this image, I mean, come on. Jason Momoa riding a seahorse. We already got Jason Momoa like riding an orca on the poster of the first Aquaman, and then he rode what a whale, I think. I mean, an orca is a whale, a different whale, I think, in the first one. Uh, Anyway, I I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this uh, in motion. And then Yahya Abdul Mateen II, who I'm just a big fan of. He he's like he's crushing it lately. Like everything I've seen that he's in, he's great he's back uh, as Black Manta and uh, you know I, I i never minded this costume i know a lot of people don't like this costume they think it looks silly um i don't mind it i think it's i think it's fun i think it works for the world that they're in uh looks like you know we've got Randall Park coming back and uh, a lot of great stuff so really more behind the scenes stuff that we saw on Aquaman uh, and the Lost Kingdom because they're still making the movie they don't have anything they don't really have anything um ready to go uh, but uh, still um You know, I I, I infamously, I guess at this point, I was very kind of 50-50 and I ended up kind of being more on the negative side on the first Aquaman film. But but I've talked about this just because I didn't like the first movie of a franchise that doesn't mean i come into the second one like oh great uh i i hope springs eternal for me and i there's nothing i would love more than for them to come out with an aquaman sequel that was you know captured a lot of that fun still from the first one and maybe kind of took the story in a couple different ways that that i enjoyed better it looks like him and patrick wilson might be looked like they might be kind of palling around in this movie i don't know we'll see uh, but, you know, Patrick Wilson, again, like Andy Serkis, always a welcome addition to any movie. I know that there are some Watchmen fans that might disagree, but I never really minded him in that movie. Um, so I'm hoping they, they 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 produce a great Aquaman sequel because I'd love to see it. Uh, something else we saw, uh, Peacemaker, which was uh, a character from The Suicide Squad, which came out this summer. We got a look at the new Peacemaker HBO Max show, which is coming out. And, and again, I just like that we're sort of delving into the, the twisted psychology of this character uh, who is, you know, he appears very happy. I mean, look at this. He's dancing around in his briefs, but it's, it's sort of that twisted version of happiness where it's like, he lives in a world that only he, uh, that he's created for himself. And, you know, the real world is drastically different. He has this crew that he's got around him. Now, some returning characters from the movie, some uh, new characters from the movie. We have a discussion about a butt baby, Uh, The fact that uh, apparently until 14, he thought there were two kinds of babies uh, and that really ugly ones came from uh, butts. And he thought he was a butt baby. Technically, babies do come from two different places. Well, that's true. The ones that get cesareans. That's true. They don't go through the birth canal. But not butts. They're not butt babies that that we know of. I can't can't medically vouch that there are no butt babies, but I can say from my limited knowledge of uh, anatomy that I don't think the butt babies are real. Um, We also have uh, the fact that Peacemaker has a pet bald eagle that he carries around everywhere and like drives around in his car and then it gets a bald eagle hug at the end of this trailer. Um, Again, uh, that's just very on brand for that. Uh, And here's something I didn't see coming. Uh, Perhaps this casting had been announced, but I don't Mm -hmm. follow a lot of casting. Robert Patrick as uh, father of Peacemaker. First of all, great casting. Second of all, if somebody's making a David Lynch biopic... Mm -hmm. If you don't cast David Lynch, which would actually make the most sense to cast David Lynch in his own biopic, I think that really you're overlooking uh, Robert Patrick because uh, my God, this look, Um, he's one, he's a guy who, I mean, he was in, you know, he was the T1000 and then like he just seems to kind of take like really weird roles ever since then. Not weird in a bad way, just like weird in a oh this will be fun, this will be interesting. Um so I I did not know that I needed uh cosplay David Lynch Robert Patrick slash um uh funnier die uh Kramer biopic parody uh uh Robert Patrick but uh I was very happy to see this. Uh and then uh just just on a personal note, uh this guy You may have seen him in different things. He's been in most of James Gunn's stuff. He was in Guardians and et cetera. His name is Steve Agee. He's going to have a big role on the show uh he, he I I full full disclosure I I know Steve AG just from years ago in Los Angeles and and he worked on Sarah Silverman program he was on it while I worked on the show uh, and then he was also involved in Channel 101 etc so uh you know there was a while where I you know we we were friendly and it's just on a personal level I'm just happy to see Steve get uh, such a big part in the show cuz he's like one of the nicest guys and he has been just uh, I mean like doing so much stuff hilarious just like one of the funniest people i've ever met and so it's great to see steve get a, a big role on the show i'm just really happy to see him and i'm looking forward to seeing him in the show um you know i try to disclose when i have uh, people that i may perhaps have crossed paths with and different things so i'm just happy for steve and to see him have such a big part in this show a couple more donations npe94 says i feel fandom should have been an hour tops uh, you know i feel yeah i do think that there's some stuff that maybe." Felt a little filler-ish. But again, I think part of it is, and and you know, this was their strategy was, well, we want to speak to every DC fan. So no matter what part of DC you're a fan of, we want to have a piece of this show that speaks to you. So if you like the old TV shows, this part's for you. We're going to do a big thing on Smallville. If you like the new TV shows, we're going to do a big thing on Lois and Clark. If you like animation, we're going to do this. If you like kid stuff, we're going to do this. And I, and I think that for a lot of people who were only there to see one part of it, Uh, it, it felt a little stretched out. I think they probably could have trimmed some time. I agree. I think it was about three and a half hours, something like that. Um, it could have been maybe three. Um, but I, I, you know, I think for people to say it could have been an hour tops, it's it's a lot of people that felt like, well, I'm just here to see the movie stuff, which I understand, but I think it was also trying to speak to a lot of people because this is like their big annual thing. So they want to roll out all the stops. Um, so there was there were I will agree there's a few things that did feel a little bit like filler, uh, but I think a lot of it too is just trying to appeal to as broad a base as possible. Uh, uh, Brian Harrington, thank you, Brian. Uh, another uh, uh, emoji. Uh, here we go. This pair character. Uh, there's a lot of pair characters. Here we go. Pair character lifting some weights, saying, "Keep it up." I like it. It's a very positive pair character. I like that. Um, All right. So we talked about uh, Flash. We have talked about Black Adam, which we saw a look at. We talked about Aquaman, which we saw a look at. Uh, Peacemaker. Uh, There was I mean, there was so much. I'm I'm kind of focusing mostly on the movie stuff because it's largely a movie channel. And also because, you know, not out of any um, dislike, but I've never really gotten into the DC TV side of things, the CW verse, etc., uh, the animated shows on HBO Max, which I've heard are good, particularly Harley Quinn. And then, you you know, you have Titans and all that stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that I just haven't really gotten into. Uh, there was a video game that I know that a lot of people have talked about, um, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which I thought that, uh, you know, th- what they showed of the game, which were largely, you know, the character interactions, who you're going to be playing as in the game. I thought it looked pretty cool. You know, you've got uh, Harley Quinn in there. You're you're taking on the Justice League. So you have, you know, Superman coming in, you know, as a character that you go against. There was this scene at the end where they'd shocked the penguin. And then they said that they hadn't shocked him. So they kept shocking him. If that had actually been a scene in a Suicide Squad movie, uh, I, that was a great scene. I actually laughed watching that. My only thing with games like this is like, I, I you know, the graphics look great as far as the characters and stuff and the voice acting sounded good. But I'm always about like, OK, but what's the gameplay like? Like, show me the game itself. Like, what are the what are the mechanics of the game? How does it work? What does it look like when you're doing it? And, and I understand why they do this. They're selling the concept of the game. But uh, I will say the concept sounds cool. The characters look cool. Uh, but I'm still very much like okay, but but what's what's the, what's the actual gameplay? So that that's not just this game; it's pretty much any game that I'm looking at, and I'm like okay, well, what's the bigger idea behind this? Because uh, I'm just really not quite sure. And that's really all that I wanted to cover today. It was just the 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 DC Fandom stuff. What we saw today. Um, if you want to throw in any last minute questions, let me throw up the address again for you. Uh, you can uh, ask me questions at the Streamlabs question, streamlabs.com Dan Row Movies. That information is also down in the description below, as well as Super Chat. So I'll give you a couple minutes there. But just overall, as we're looking at the event, you know, like I said, I, I think that the event itself was probably a success in that they rolled out looks at a bunch of different things, what's going to go on in the comic books, and they were able to address specific comic book characters, the world of Wonder Woman. It's her 80th anniversary. So they got to go in and celebrate a little bit of that talk about the future of superman there is a, a batman animated show that they talked about that's coming up that has uh, uh matt reeves is an executive producer jj abrams is an executive producer uh bruce tim who did the original batman the animated series is heavily involved which is you know my ears kind of perked up for that and it's got a sort of 40s noir feel to it uh, i think the description was it's more batman the animated series than batman the animated series which to me is like that's like catnip for me. So I, I'm going to be looking out for that because that sounds like a very interesting thing. This, this kind of uh again, slimmed down forties, noir version of Batman, which was a very similar aesthetic to Batman, the Animated series. It just seems like they're going to double down on that feel. That sounded like uh, a lot of fun. They're obviously investing heavily in programming from HBO max, which makes sense because uh that is who they're currently aligned with. And, and we're going to see, Warner spin off into its own uh, company uh, next uh, next year potentially uh, with this merger that's going on and sort of divest itself uh, from AT and T, but that doesn't mean that HBO Max is still not going to be a priority. Even if that was sort of driven by AT and T, that's going to be their platform. It looks like it's theatrical, largely theatrical and HBO Max, and then their legacy shows that may perhaps be in other areas, Uh, but they really want to kind of make DC almost a one-stop shop, so you can go to one place, which is HBO Max, for everything with that partnership with Warner Brothers. Uh, So that that was obviously a big focus, and then I actually liked how much they were focusing on the comics themselves. Uh, You had Jim Lee come out, and and also just a lot of uh, different looks at upcoming comic book storylines. You could tell that DC was really uh, from a place of saying, we want to push everything that we're doing because we want to get people involved and we want to use this opportunity to have an audience to come out and say, Hey, you know, this is what we're doing. Um, Even if 90% of the audience isn't interested in this particular thing, you, if you reach that 10% that says, Oh, I'm going to go out and buy that comic, or I'm going to go out and, and uh, learn more about this character that they didn't know about, or, Oh, that's the storyline they're doing in Superman right now. Or, you know, we're approaching this thing. They're, they're hyping something up as one of the biggest comic book storylines since the death of Superman. Um, then that's what they're there for. They're not there to hit everybody with everything. It's really to target these different things. So I am sympathetic to people that got a little antsy and said, hey, you know, uh, you know when are we going to get to the main course? But I think also for DC, the whole thing was sort of the main course and they want to push their TV arm, their publishing arm, their movie arm, et cetera. But as far as the movie stuff that we got to look at, there really wasn't anything that I was even really ambivalent about. Uh, everything that I saw was was uh, interesting and exciting. I think, you know, the thing just because it was really just behind the scenes and, and maybe this is a movie I didn't connect with the most that I might have been the most kind of, um, you know, oh OK, on is uh, Aquaman. But that's only because I, I really don't really have a feel on what that movie is, but it's so early. But Black Adam, uh, I like what we saw. I'm more interested there. The Flash, obviously, I'm extremely excited about. Peacemaker I'm gonna check out when it premieres next year uh, on HBO Max because I thought that was a very interesting character from the movie, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Uh, and then of course, the Batman. I'm so, so, so interested to see what it is that Matt Reeves and uh, Robert Pattinson do with that character. And also Zoe Kravitz and Colin Farrell and Jeffrey Wright, everybody involved in the movie. I think that should be really interesting. I think that just about wraps it up. We, we did, a, I think we zipped along. We did a pretty economical wrap up of everything uh, that we saw today. Thank you so much for watching the show. Uh, Please stay tuned because this is actually the first of a few different things that we're going to be doing. I'm going to have a full spoiler review out for Halloween Kills. Uh, probably tomorrow because uh, there is a lot that I want to talk about with that movie. Uh, talk about taking interesting directions and marching to the beat of your own drummer. So we're going to talk about Halloween kills tomorrow on Monday. We will be talking about the box office for Halloween kills as we wrap up on charts with Dan, as we almost always do on Mondays, except for holiday weekends, which we, which was uh, this past week, but we'll be back on Monday with charts with Dan. And then on probably uh, Friday morning, because it's a, it's a movie uh, of considerable length. Uh, I will be talking about Dune, which we have our IMAX tickets booked for Thursday night at the earliest screening that we're able to get. Uh, I'm very, very excited to talk about Dune uh, and to see Dune and just um, this movie has been very built up. And I'm 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 really more excited than anything to see it on the big IMAX screen because uh, it it really looks like um, it's quite something so Big week here on the channel. Thank you so much for watching. If you want to see even more of what I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dan Merle. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, there. We're, we're doing commentaries and watch alongs. Uh, still a lot of stuff in the month of October. Uh, You can check out the links down there below for all of the places you can find me on audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, you name it. If you like what you've seen and you want to take it on the go and listen to it as a podcast, we're just rolling that out so you can find all those links. And as I announced earlier, we will be returning with the live show In the very beginning of November, November 3rd, mark your calendars, live shows are coming back. And I'm excited because the format's very much like this. It's very interactive uh, and just kind of a looser structure. We get to have fun. And, um, you know, I get to know a lot of you better. You get to know me better, uh, ask questions. Uh, I I like it and I'm glad that we're going to be getting back to it. Thank you to everybody that watched. Uh, Please like, share, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Thank you to everybody that sent in a question. I will see you back here very shortly with a review of Halloween Kills and then a lot of stuff coming up in the next week. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll see you next time. Bye.